Hey everyone, this is Craig. Thank you for listening. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you how much fun we've had interacting with everyone on Facebook and on our site, thelegendariumpodcast.com. We've produced a lot of content over the last couple of years, and we're glad that we've been able to do it completely free from day one. All we ask from you is that you help us spread the word. Like us on Facebook, leave a review in iTunes, and above all, share us with your friends. Again, thank you for listening, and welcome to The Legendarium. Oh, oh, hey guys. Uh, hey, let me just put down my cross-stitch project. Uh, I'll take off my hat and I'll stop staring at my computer monitors and everything around me uh, so that I can talk about Zelda instead of just letting it permeate my very existence. You were just staring at Lindsay Sterling and elf ears. Oh yeah, that was a pretty good video. Uh, no, uh, so <laughs> we're, we're doing a subject today that's very near and dear to my heart, uh, Legend of Zelda. In, in fact, I have a very Zelda'd out room uh, it kind of if if uh, Nintendo and Tolkien got in a fight, it's not clear which one would win in this room. Uh, Honestly, we should animate that like with like claymation figures. Would this be one of those rap battles? That would be a pretty good one. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Occasionally, we do a subject where I have to fake excitement about something. It does not happen very often uh, because of the subject matter of the podcast. I I love fantasy and sci-fi and comics and all that stuff uh or i should say marvel well and if, if you're turning <laughs> but, in if you're tuning into this podcast so do you yeah so, yeah exactly yeah. but this is this is one of those ones where i don't have to I, I i barely even have to prepare you know it would be like me sitting down and doing another lord of the rings podcast so it's like another saturday you don't have to prepare exactly well technically exactly. we've all been preparing for this since we were what Six, seven, eight years very, old. Very, very small children. You can speak for yourself. <laughs> well, all right, we better introduce the voices here. Uh, well, I'm a lot like Fabio with hair like this. If Fabio had a dad bod and no moves, I'm Craig Hanks. Uh, and if a unicorn and a hippo had a very tall love child, its name would be Jake Holt. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you, you win. Thank you. Yeah, he's the oldest one here by a lot. And I mean a lot. Like, a lot. It's Ken Johnson. Oh, come on. I thought you had something original to say. <laughs> hey, that was pretty... It was at least emphatic, if it wasn't original. You, uh, you said a lot. A lot. That's true. A lot. And he's inherited his father's penchant for nerdery. Now let's hope he didn't inherit his looks, brains, or muscle mass. It's Ken's man-boy child, Jake Johnson. I am Jake Johnson. I am an intern. I am unpaid. Please save me. <laughs> he's, not, he's not paid a lot. He's paid in, in Zelda conversations. So, so funny story is it's not that funny. But uh, it's interesting, at least. So, uh, so Jake, the younger... There are two Jakes here, by the way. So Jake... Uh, Ken's kid came and he, he was helping us out with an event or two and whatnot. And so we took to calling him Jake the intern here for the Legendarium podcast. By the way, we're very happy to finally have you behind the microphone. Uh, but anyway, so we've been calling him Jake the intern for like two years now. Uh, and then other Jake, the old man Jake. Yeah, Jake here. Old man Jake, right? That's what we're calling mm -hmm. it. Old man Jake. Oh, Jake old man Jake. I'm like yeah. the Gandalf. We, he, and I, he and I worked together uh, and he started out as an intern at the company I'm at. So he is, in fact, Jake the intern. 
We this has been very confusing. To Jake the intern, so he had to assign me the title of old man Jake. Remember when I told Wait. you that was an interesting story? I totally lied to you. Would the plural yeah. be Jake's yeah. the intern? All right, let's do a little <laughs> bit of a uh, little bit of housekeeping uh, before we get started. So as always, uh, we'd love to see everybody at uh, Worlds Without End. We've been really kind of picking up steam there. It's been interesting. We have a great discussion going on about the Mistborn books. Are you keeping track of that? Oh, uh, yeah. pan- or that the what do you call it? The forum the discussion? discussion thread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great little discussion thread. I'm really enjoying watching uh, a few of you guys uh, go through the Mistborn books, especially. Uh, it's a ton of fun to watch, especially the first timers. It's and it's also gratifying. I got to say, just this is my competitive nature coming out. Not that this matters in the slightest, but uh, there are what 35 or 40 uh, reading challenges on wor- WorldsWithoutEnd.com. At least, yeah, and least. Uh, and. I think there's only one other that has as many or more participants than we do. Right. So, and deservedly so, not because we're so awesome, but because Brandon Sanderson's books are so great. Really glad that so many of you guys have uh, decided to join in with us. It's been awesome. Well, and Worlds Without End, thanks to them, I mean, for letting us do it. And we're glad that we can, you know, show some love that way by getting so many people to join into the absolutely into the challenge. So. Absolutely. So, Craig, you're going to lend me Mistborn, right? That's a fact. Yeah, I have never read a Sanderson book, but being in this room has uh, has told me that I should probably do so. Yeah, it's I, I kind of a you it will not be your last. <laughs> that's what that's what I hear. I, I'm I'm ready to dive in. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, another point before we move on to Zelda, imzy.com. Um, you guys have heard me talk about imzy.com. Uh, you can go to imzy.com slash legendarium and join our uh, our little group there, our community. It is a community platform where you can come and uh, safe behind the walls of friendly anonymity. Uh, we are not jerks there. <laughs> um, but f- behind the walls wow. of friendly anonymity, you can uh, come hang out, have some good discussions. Uh, we do talk a lot about Sanderson um, and, you know, general nerd stuff. So when the latest Marvel movie comes out, chat about that. But the real reason I'd love to see... Ev- well, no, this is not. That is the real reason. <laughs> that, that additional reason to another, that. Another reason beyond that is that Imsy does allow for uh, you to support the Legendarium podcast. And I would love uh, for you to start doing that. The Legendarium podcast has been on the air now for almost two and a half years, I think. Which is crazy uh, how time flies. Yeah, this is like episode 93, I want to say. I'm surprised yeah, these guys survived so long. I know, I know. Uh, I haven't killed them yet, is that what you mean? Well, Absolutely. and that no one's killed the channel. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, no, it, so I, I'd love some support. This has not been uh, a free adventure, uh, though it has been a fun one. We'd love your support just to kind of keep up with the costs of hosting and uh, uh, hosting the website, hosting the podcast, uh, doing a little bit of outreach. Uh, the equipment, certainly not free, as we were just talking about before we uh, turned these mics on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, any support you can give, whether it's a dollar now or a recurring $5 monthly donation, you can set that up there on imsy.com. You just go to our site uh, on there, so imsy.com slash legendarium. And the system is called tipping. So you tip the community, and that comes to us, and and uh, we will use it to line our pockets and get super rich and laugh at all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By which, of Vegas. course, I mean break even. It's our Vegas fund. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, no, uh, anyway, so let's leave that pitch behind. Uh, so, Zelda, 
I'm very excited. We're finally talking about Zelda. I, we did one episode a little while ago, uh, but I, I think this will be a good opportunity to dive a little bit deeper. This has really been a long time coming. Yeah, it has. It, it's yes. it's actually shocking when you look around this room that we haven't talked about it a lot more. Yeah, than exactly. We but uh, uh, anyway, the occasion for this particular episode is that a couple months ago, the Twilight Princess HD remake came out. Uh, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to play through that and see if it's worth recommending to our listeners. Uh, and I did. I played through it actually a little while ago, and I probably should have written up something on that. Sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> you're getting the review now. <laughs> and we we had a, a kind of a, a contrast set up where Craig was going to play the HD remake, and I was going to play the original. Well, not the original, but the Wii version. Yeah. Uh, not the GameCube version. Uh, and I we were going to play the GameCube version. Yeah. We're going to play those simultaneously and kind of just, like, see what was different about it and uh, and kind of explain to you guys the, the contrast. Yeah, and it, it was actually kind of funny. It wasn't you, Jake. I came to work one day, and I was talking to another guy there, one of the designers, uh, and he had gotten the HD remake as well. And so we're both playing through it, and he's, he, says, um, he says, oh, I've, I'm so glad that everything's finally back to normal. He says, I played it on the GameCube back in the day when it came out 10 years ago. He says, I played it on the GameCube and now, and then I tried to play it on the Wii and I couldn't because they flipped it. They flipped the entire world 180 degrees because on the Wii, the nunchuck controller was in your, or not the nunchuck, whatever, the controller was in your right hand. So they needed Link to be right-handed, but Link is always left-handed. And so they flipped the GameCube version so that when you're swinging the sword, it's in your right hand. Uh, and he says he says that threw me off. I couldn't play the Wii version, uh, and so I'm really excited now because I'm playing through it and it's it's regular again. And I said that's really weird because I I played the Wii version first, and now I'm playing this HD remake and it's the same as what I did. Yes, yeah, it, it's it, and it's it's not flipped at all. And you know what it was, was uh, in the Master Quest oh. on this HD remake, they flip it 180 degrees. So the Master Quest looks the same as the Wii version of Twilight Princess. Uh, and it took, a, honestly, we're not terribly dumb people, but it took <laughs> him and I, you know, a good half hour to hash out what was going on, why we weren't playing the same version. You know, it was yeah. really funny. So. I never even knew that link switched handedness I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> yeah I actually think so I played it on the master quest just because you know I'd, I'd played the game before and I figured I'd uh, give myself a little challenge uh, I think it would have been a lot more challenging if I'd played it on the regular version uh, mm-hmm. just because I would never have found my way around yeah I was so used to the other way yeah but, it would be very confusing too well I try to play 100% yeah I try to play 100% walkthrough free anyways and so I think if I tried that it would probably double my hour count at the <laughs> right. end. Um, I only use the walkthrough if I absolutely have to, and that would make me have to uh, spend a lot of days of frustration. Did you guys uh, play Ocarina of Time? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can, can you, is that's that childhood. one you've played? That's, that's one I of know the couple you're... that I've played. Okay. Yeah. So it, you can get uh, the Master Quest, the Ocarina of Time Master Quest, and they've reworked all the dungeons, and they've flipped everything 180 degrees. It's, it's really trippy to play. I played on my 3DS, yeah. uh, and it's uh, it throws me off. So hashtag one year to beat the Water Temple. It took you one year. <laughs> no, but it would oh, okay. if I was playing left-handed or <laughs> well, right-handed Link. It's um, no, it it's uh, you should play it. By the way, it's they've redone all the dungeons, like I said, and mm-hmm. so it really is quite different. 
I need to, to beat it again. I really um, need to beat it again. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll consider letting you borrow my 3DS. Okay. Although you've already got my Wii, so... And your Skyward Sword. That's and true. And I'm going to have your Mistborn here soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you should but, start probably keeping a list. Dude. Hey, you know, I feel like we've been getting closer and closer lately. Do you want to maybe move in with me? Um, yeah, we'll, so, so anyway, we'll talk about the podcast, uh, uh, and then we'll <laughs> come back to that subject. Uh, <laughs> it just got awkward <laughs> again. No, I feel like it... That's where it needs to be. Okay, so I should probably give <laughs> I should probably give my two cents uh, on the game itself. Is the HD remake worth it? Uh, now, none of the three of you have played the HD, right? Right. Correct. Okay. Parents All right. That's Gene didn't buy a Wii U, so yeah, yeah that would do it. Get a job. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> wow, there's really there really is a father son thing going on right now. Uh, is yes, the is. is the HD remake of Twilight Princess worth it? Yes, absolutely, it is. Uh, it did take me a little while to figure out that the graphics are that much better mm-hmm. because after 10 years, you forget some things. And then I went to my sister's house. At, you know, I'd been playing the HD remake for a week or two and uh, went to my sister's house and could barely figure out what I was looking at. I, everything is so blurry and so <laughs> mashed up. Especially when you're in the Twilight world. Yeah. and this, But this is absolutely gorgeous. It's not up to the standard that you would expect of, you know, the latest... Uh, you know, PS4. Right, but it's Nintendo. Game. It's Zelda. It has its own style. I don't think it needs to look like Call right, of Duty. Right. If you see that, it's similar to the Ocarina of Time remake where uh, they did an HD of that uh, for the 3DS. And it's uh, it's still very, you know, blocky uh, Nintendo 64 style. But, you know, they they turned it up it's rendered more smoothly yeah the textures are they turned up the n64 to 11 for this you know and so they did the same thing with uh with twilight princess they took the uh technology that was available on the gamecube and they turned that up to 11 Mm -hmm. so it looks great uh much much better there there's a really cool spot if you go to the temple of time if you want to see a real difference the Temple of Time, uh, it looks fine in the Wii or the or, or the GameCube version, but in this one, the floor is all reflective and the windows look amazing, and you can actually see the reflection of the windows in this polished marble floor. It's really nice. Wow, that's crazy. It's very nice. That was my least favorite dungeon in Twilight Princess. Oh, was really? That one. It was kind of tough, like understanding like the whole uh, Dominion Rod thing, like getting that down. That takes a second. All about that boss fight. I'm not done yet, you guys. Gosh, I'm going to throw stuff at you. Uh, (laughs) You've beaten it before. (laughs) Uh, No, actually, uh, so that is, uh, that's one of its big selling points. Also, the the game controls uh, are wildly different just because it is on the uh, game pad for Wii U. In some ways I liked it, in some ways I didn't. Uh, it is nice to have, because uh, they, they take the item screen and they just put it right there on the game pad. So you don't have to, you know, press start, go here. Open your menu. Yeah, you just press it with your finger and you've got that item equipped. It's really slick <laughs> that way. And one other thing they did, if, if you've never played the uh, Wii U version, then you may not know just how annoying this was. Every time you wanted to switch from wolf to human or back, you had to talk to Midna, mm-hmm. select that item, and then you know, and then she would shift you. And now they've got a single button. So just wherever swap. you are in the game, you just press that button, Oof. and it switches you right over. Saves you an incredible amount of time. As long as you're not in the sight of any humans. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I gotta admit, I'd be a little freaked out too if somebody well, changed the wolf. To an extent, like there's some parts where it's like something huge is happening. Like they're like, oh, we have to go find Ganondorf. This is happening. The, he's invaded the, the castle. All right, you need to switch to wolf to be able to do this. Oh, you can't do this because someone's watching you and you don't want to scare them, <laughs> even though you're trying to save their yeah, life. Exactly. You know. Um, it, as far as controls that I don't like, there were some things that did not port over very well uh, onto the. Uh, onto the Wii U gamepad, uh, it, riding Epona, not very great. Swimming, not very great. It, it's faster, like when you swim or you climb, it is faster than what you were doing before, uh, which is nice. Uh, that the climbing mechanism it was so slow, awful, awful originally. So they sped that up, um, but it is it's very unwieldy. Uh, if you're trying to swim, especially, uh, or no, sorry, if you're trying to ride Epona, especially turning with her is awful. Yeah, and um, you bump into a wall. It's so jarring. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's not without its faults. Um, it it wasn't perfect. Uh, they left some of the bugs and the glitches in there, like in the in the Ganon fight. Did you know it, at the very end you're you're facing off? You've knocked Ganon off his horse, and and you're facing off. Take out your fishing rod, and you wave that around, and he just stares at it. What? I thought. He I, won't. He won't attack you. He won't do anything. He just stares at it, and so you can walk right up to him and wave the fishing rod in his face, and then whip out your sword. He's and just confused. Kill him. I knew, and they they left that in there. I knew about that, and I think it's super helpful because the first time I did the Ganondorf fight at the end, yeah, it took me like half an hour to forty five minutes because he would not come close enough for me to actually attack him. Oh yeah. So so you're saying the... Ganondorf is part cat. Uh, uh, distractible. Yeah, sure. Right. I think that you stick. could you could in, imply that, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all about backslice for that fight for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I love that move, man. Um, it, last, last note on the controls, by the way, speaking of slicing. Um, I miss the Wii controls. Uh, I know this is a controversial thing, and a lot of people, a lot of Zelda fans, uh, much prefer the controllers, uh, the traditional controllers versus the motion control. Uh, I actually prefer the motion control. Uh, it's, it feels a little more intuitive uh, and fun to play. Uh, but, you know, if you're a traditional gamer, if you're a hardcore gamer, you're used to having that little thing in your hands. Uh, it makes sense, you know, but I, I don't I don't prefer it personally yeah. uh and so anyway we'll get back to that in just a moment the last thing that i'll say on the twilight princess hd remake uh one of the more interesting things they did was they added a dungeon not a dungeon so much as an area uh, i think they call it what was it the cave of shadows the or cave something. of ordeals cave or tr- something like that Doggone it, we're gonna have to cave of ordeals yeah there so there well there's two versions of it they added a new one uh in this and uh and, and it's pretty fun so you pause the game at any time and if you have the wolf link amiibo uh, then you press that to the game pad and it will transport you to this uh this ordeal cave whatever they call it and uh, you got 40 levels and so you jump down into this pit and you're surrounded by enemies and you've got to fight your way through them uh 40 times and they oh. don't drop any hearts and so oh. and it has to be done as wolf link so you've got to you know get those controls down uh get oh. your fighting with wolf link down it's uh, it's a lot of fun and pro tip for you guys if you are playing the hd remake for the first time start doing that right away as soon as you can because if you beat that cave 
with uh, if you have the giant's wallet already and you're able to hold a thousand rupees, then when you beat that cave, you will get the mega super giant whatever it's called wallet, and you can hold ten thousand rupees. And that's probably really helpful for getting the what is it the magic the magic armor. armor yep. The, so the if you if you've got that. that while you yeah while you've got the magic armor, yeah. it's uh, it's a good combo. I had a few extra hours before I beat it to try and do some extra stuff. And I really, really considered getting the magic armor, but <laughs> I did not want to hunt for rupees yeah. over and over again. The magic armor was useful. For about sorta. eight and a half seconds. <laughs> yeah. I tried to use it against the final Ganondorf boss fight, but he hit me so many times, I lost all my rupees, and if you can't use this care. again, so. <laughs> Ganon don't care about magic armor. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you my guys have all lost me. My last <laughs> word on that, uh, if you if you have a Wii U get this remake if you don't don't buy one just for this especially with the nx coming out in you know within a year year and a half uh don't bother getting a console just for this hd remake however if you already have it definitely buy it uh there's no reason not to it's a great uh great remake not perfect but i i did have a lot of fun with it for my money i preferred the remake for um wind waker uh, hmm. Gorgeous, absolutely Have you gorgeous. Have to play it? Uh, either version? Um, no, I've played the GameCube version. Okay, but yeah, not the the remake. Do you know if the NX is going to be backwards compatible? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't, probably, I don't think anybody does. It'll they've probably been, be able to play Wii U games because they usually do that with their older consoles. They, but. Yeah, they traditionally make things backwards compatible, but they've been very quiet about what the NX is going to be able to do. It's supposed to be out in March 2017, by the way. So I'm My suspicion, hmm. honestly, I, I wonder about backwards compatibility because um, it just I, I don't see them using discs anymore. All digital. All yeah. digital. Yeah, everything's going digital. And so I suppose it's possible that they'll say, oh, if you've if you've bought that game, you know, somehow you can register it on your Nintendo profile and then we'll let you download it for free on your NX and play it there. Maybe. Possible uh, they could also have a plug-in that allows you to attach, you know, a, a CD player, player old discs. Or a, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. You know, something, something to that effect to make it backwards compatible. Yeah. I, I don't think Nintendo's very good about allowing you to play things that they've played that you have in the past. So they'll, they, I, I have a good feeling that they'll have something available. What, so uh, what do you guys put the chances at that the NX will be based on VR? Mm, it's, uh, the trend is, is definitely suggesting that that's going to be a competitive field in video gaming lately. Um, but Oculus Rift... And um, Sony VR are like, they say those two are going to monopolize the market. Maybe. But, you know, Nintendo always finds a way to innovate. I'm, I'm fine if Sony does because I've already got my PlayStation. So There you go. Let's yeah. just go back to cartridges. Those were much faster anyway. <laughs> you have to blow on them to, to get them to play. <laughs> it's true. I don't the much care for the, uh, for the optical drives. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm an old fogey. So. Yeah. They said, uh, I heard rumor that in the Legend of Zelda, it's called the Legend of Zelda, right? The new NX title that is coming out. So far, that's what they've said. I'm sure it'll have another Another name, name to it. Yeah. Um, well, they said it's going to be voice acted. Yeah. Well, everything but Link. Yeah. I don't... Still, though, I don't know how I feel about that. Really? I love the, like, just the random little um, character noises. And I don't know. I feel like... The characters in the Zelda world evoke so much emotion with tiny little things, like especially like 
the postman where he's like, hey! <laughs> runs at you down the... I'm sorry, what does he do? Hey! <laughs> nice. Or, or you're like, the guy that gets you to Z-Target at the beginning of the game that teaches how to Z-Target, he's like, hey! <laughs> the girls at the You know, shop. you should really go pro at this. We <laughs> should <laughs> we should call Nintendo. Yeah, and then Link's always like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you know what? I'm not going to ask you to do that one again. Oh. <laughs> That's just grody. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just think voice acting might really change the feeling of this world. Well, that brings up a, a question that Ryan sent our way because uh, Ryan couldn't be here today. He's I don't know, traveling for business he's, or making he's, making money, or whatever. Something. He's someplace yeah, he nicer that. than here, so forget him. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, so he asks. Um, what are the aspects aspects that make a game a Zelda game? So you know you're kind of touching on this, Jake, with uh, voice acting. Like there's a certain thing. What for one, Link does not talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. Link grunts and he shouts and he cries and he huh? dies and it, you know, huh? <laughs> but uh, but he doesn't speak. A uh, quick a quick aside by the way. One of the first things I ever taught my kid, you know, my wife's uh, reading him all these little barnyard books and she's like, "What does the cow say?" And he's like, "Moo." And I taught him, "Hey, what does Link say?" And <gasps> by, from from the time he was like <laughs> 1, he could go, "Dad?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is parenting done right, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Um uh, anyway, so yeah, what what are the things um do you guys have any uh, any anything that jumps out? Like, if this isn't in a Zelda game, it's not a Zelda game. Well, me and my dad were talking earlier before this about the first Mario and the first Zelda game on the NES. How they, when they were making it, they had ideas that would work for Mario and ideas that would work for Zelda. And they split them completely off for Mar- Mario as the 2D platformer and they just go fast and try and get through it. And Zelda's the more dungeon, kind of puzzles. A, a more deliberate game. Yeah, yeah. where it's longer it's and... It's a longer form. You think more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely geared to work in your... Work so, in your yeah, I, I, I'd say, yeah, kind of an overworld, dungeons, um, those yep. those kind of things. There, exactly. it, One thing that came out recently, uh, if you guys haven't ever played it, uh, you should check... And, and if you have a 3DS, you should check out A Link Between Worlds. Uh, some people hated it. Hmm. And one of the things that comes up often is that in this game... You have a character who sets up a little shop and you can go and rent or buy different items and weapons. So instead of running around to different uh, different dungeons or spots on the map and acquiring these items, you can just rent them or buy them and have them throughout the rest of the game. Although when you die, you lose them all. So. Right. If you've rented them and you die, then you have to go get them again. But the, con- the concept still got panned pretty hard. Exactly. And so people are saying, well, what's the point of going to these dungeons right. if I'm not, you know, if I'm not going to get a cool get this piece of item. equipment yeah and so i don't know maybe that was a misstep i didn't mind it all that much i thought it was an interesting way to do it it was certainly different um but yeah wh- any other things that you guys think of as this makes a zelda game um yeah. well i think the fairy i mean in in the various iterations the companion character the, yeah, archetype yeah that the fairy serves as really huh because like they they have that or Ken, are you talking about the great fairy that like heals you? No, I'm talking about the companion fairy. Oh, okay, I like mean, not I've, by entire. Yeah, I've, I've only I've only played you know Ocarina of Time and and uh, Majora's Mask. So I mean, it, it's Navi and one of them and Tattle. you know I gotta say Tattle, if yeah, you so. if you're gonna pick two Zelda games to play, those, those are, are good. pretty good. Solid options. Those are, choices. Those are good <laughs> games. Um, 
as far as like elements that make Zelda Zelda, having heart containers is life. Okay. Um, yeah. Like that's such a fun part of Zelda is hunting for heart pieces. And whenever you get a heart container, it's just like the most gratifying thing in the world. So I think that's a huge part, an iconic part. Also the gadgets, like the gadgets that you get in these games, they're so iconic. And I love so much how they design the dungeons to completely test you with this new item and like, and the bosses at the end. And what's your guys' favorite gadget? The hook shot. Hook shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw a little wrinkle in that. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say thank you, Twilight Princess, for the double hook shot. The yeah. double flash shot is it probably is one so of the cool. best. Yeah. In fact, I think my favorite ever boss from any Zelda game is the dragon. Argorok? Ar- is it Argorok? Oh, God, that's yeah. a fun fight. When you, when you have to like double hook shot all over the place. Oh, it is so cool. And, then, <laughs> and that's that's another reason why I like the Wii version so mm-hmm. much because you got you're pointing at the screen and doing the motion controls. I love that. Yeah, and then you just climb up and it gets all stormy and dark and you're just flying or you're hookshotting around him. So good and just such amazing. Disregard the fact that if the hookshot were real, it would totally rip your arm out of its socket. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Ken, Not if you're Link. Shut up. And you have <laughs> bones of gold. Right. Um, bones of cl- gold. I think Link does. He just that's, loses a quarter of a weird. heart. This is like yeah. That's the hashtag for this episode. Bones hashtag of gold. Bones of gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the claw shot <laughs> slash hook shot is the most useful item, but I have never had more fun than I had with the spinner in Arbiter's Grounds. Okay. I loved that so much. The spinner was fun in Arbiter's Grounds, but it's but then useless yeah. anywhere yeah, else. But I had never so come much back fun with but it. But that boss fight is also one of the great ones where you're just mm-hmm. jumping back and forth. I gotta and say, you know, it's um, that's on everybody's list of great bosses. Not mine. Hmm. I and Not that I hated it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't hate it. I, it was a fine boss, but like, I can think of others that I loved so much more. Like? Uh, well, the twin mold one, that mm-hmm. one was pretty fun, except for in the 3d version, which though. one, um, in Majora's mask, the spirit temples or the kind of light temple okay. versus the two okay. giant. Okay. Centipedes. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was a fun I, one. I would go back to Ocarina of time, twin Rova. That one's fun. Mm-hmm. The witches, uh, that's a fantastic boss. Yeah. Um, uh, now I'm losing Fall it. again. Yeah. The dragon and oh, the fire temple. Okay. No, not one of my favorites. That one's okay. That one's- that um, one's a little too easy. Um, uh, although this is another one where if you know the secret, it's super easy. But the water temple boss from Ocarina of Time, uh, that's one of my favorites. Warfa. God, it's been too long. But I, I, I don't. Again. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we could go on for a while with all that. Uh, so oh, the, what? let me throw out one other thing that makes a Zelda game. Uh, music. Oh, uh, yes. absolutely. Not, not just the music that they score for the game, mm-hmm. but the music that you have to use throughout yes and so this really took off with ocarina of time you had it a little bit i mean you had a whistle in the very first one and you had the flute and the link to the past but uh once you hit ocarina of time music becomes a huge part of every single game Mm -hmm. it's unlocking spells and transporting you places and whatnot and that is fantastic i feel like it's not used as much in twilight princess although you do get the wolf. Though. You do get the wolf howling, and I like how they make you play the other songs from Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things that's so genius about it, in my opinion, is that they didn't want to make it too hard, right? And so yeah. you get a max of, I think, eight notes through Ocarina of Time, and they never go beyond that. Some in the of them other. are six, some are eight. Yeah, sometimes six, sometimes eight. But what that does is it forces them to come up with incredibly catchy little 
ditties that stick right. in your head yeah. that yeah i mean become iconic i i could never if i never played another zelda game for the rest of my life and i never thought about zelda ever again until my deathbed at 90 years old <laughs> and somebody said sing epona song no problem <laughs> <laughs> like i will have that <laughs> yes that's correct you yes. sound so. just like malon <laughs> yes i i practice pretty much every night so yeah. So, you know, and that's, I think that's one of the secrets to the longevity of the game and what makes it such an icon is, you know, when you're done playing it, you're still letting that music run through your head. Right. You think about other games, you know, uh, whether it's something like Deus Ex or Starcraft or uh, The Witcher or something like that. Like, these have great scores and they're very epic and they're very cool. But, like once you're done with the game you don't think about them anymore they're not integrated into yeah. the game yeah they're a and backdrop and so that's i think that's one of the greats and so that would be one of the things i would say whatever they do with the new zelda nx uh, that's that's got to be that, that's got to be part of it that, it's something that nintendo did brilliantly in terms of integrating zelda into the culture Mm-hmm. Not not just geek culture or not just video game culture, but integrating it into the fabric of culture, you know, of society. It's like, oh, hey, everybody knows what Link is. Everybody knows what the the Link song is. You know, the the title song basically for for yeah. Zelda and yeah. everything. They they did a, a masterful job of using music to. To get people involved, to really, yeah, to really trigger that that stimulus and go, hey, wait, that's Zelda, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's it's ubiquitous. You can see Zelda in all sorts of crossover things. There are so many covers online on YouTube of Zelda songs. Yeah, it's. I don't know that there's another video game that has the a, Final Fantasy many, series uh, is my favorite video game music of all time. Like it's, I love it. There's tons of covers of that, but I do think Zelda is more iconic. Yeah, and that's definitely like my second. I think <laughs> the only the only one that could probably match it is Mario. Well, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Mario, yes, but Mario has it. It has one theme. Yeah. that is super it's, iconic. Yep, yeah, it's one catchy theme, and and that's it. Zelda, and I understand that's permeates. the same with the with the culture at large. You know, most people you sit them down, and they're not going to be able to say, "Oh, sure, that's the song of time." From, right. You know, but among video game enthusiasts. Uh, no franchise has as many things that would uh, that would stir the memory. Right. Okay. I have Zelda to say, does. two other franchises that I think have pretty memorable music are yeah. the Donkey Kong franchises. Those <laughs> okay. have oh, pretty memorable one. ones, and a newer franchise of Undertale. I don't that, know that one. Oh, it has. You must. If, be, you must be young. I am. Are you young? <laughs> I am. He's beating oh, us on the trends. I'm only four <laughs> years old, so. What, comes, so, what comes after millennial? That's him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a term for that. What's So Undertale? It's, yeah, they have uh, just, I don't know who wrote the music, but it's pretty catchy for all the different songs that they have. And right on. Maybe. Every single boss. Am I too old to play fight? this game? No. Should I be looking it up? You can if you want. What do you play it on? Steam. Okay, right on. There you go. Um, cool. Uh, let's. So let me ask you guys another question. Um, this is sort of a rewind a little bit. I know we've been talking about the games for a little while, but uh, we already know Ken's history. Ken, you've played two games, both on the N64. Well, I I, I dabbled with A Link to the Past also. Oh, I now mean, we're talking. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's really just Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. But I want to ask you guys, favorite Zelda game mm-hmm. ever and why? 
So, Ken, y- yours is very easy because you only have a couple to choose from. So, it, which one's your favorite? It's going to end up being Ocarina of Time, I think. Yeah, Did over you? Majora's Mask. Yeah, but it's been yeah. so long Ma- since I played both of them. Majora's Mask is uh, is fervently adored. It's uh, dark. That one, it is awesome. so awesome. Uh, that one, actually, I might... Which one has the Gorons? The Goron. Most both, of them. But both of them do? Most Zelda games have them. Which one has Goron. all the masks? That's Majora's, Majora's Mask. Okay, so I guess Majora's Mask would be the one I'm thinking of. That one's the one I really enjoy. Yeah, that one had some really cool functionality where you could turn into different I things. I love and, the different masks. Yeah. They Jake's make it. Jake's big thing is the bunny hood. Oh, dude. And the if, stone mask. So useful. I'm so angry, actually, that in the HD, or sorry, the, yeah, the Ocarina of Time HD on my 3DS, I'm really mad that they didn't make that change where when you put on the bunny hood, suddenly you're running twice as fast. That was right. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah anyway. super useful. Uh, all right, Jake the Younger. What's I have to say my two favorite are also Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, not only because of nostalgia with them, because those are the two I grew up with for Because those are the two we had in the house. Years and years before we got the handheld versions and Twilight Princess, but also the music, kind of going back a little bit to it, is one thing I love about the music from the older games is they actually had real people playing the instruments mm-hmm. instead of just using computer programs to do it. And I feel like Zelda, even through Twilight Princess and on, has constantly used real instruments and recordings instead of just Occasionally. computer programs. Yeah, so. I, I, the yeah. bulk of what you hear on a Zelda game is going to be MIDI. It, it's going to mm-hmm. be computer generated, but uh, but yeah, for some of those principal sounds maybe. Yeah. Um, all right, okay. old man Jake. Well, I've been playing Zelda for... Sorry. <laughs> At least two years. Here. Um, so I have... Okay, let's see. I've beaten Minish Cap, Ocarina, Majora's, Twilight, and almost Wind Waker. Not in that order. Um, my favorite, though, is Twilight. It, um, really? Okay. Yeah. Good. It's a solid choice. I'm not. I'm. I'm surprised, but I'm not disappointed. Yeah. Most people's are is either Ocarina or Majora's, and those are amazing. And they are so like. There's so much nostalgia with those games. But like, as I I recently beat Twilight like a week ago, um, mainly for the sake of this podcast. But I um, I loved it. Like the story kept me engaged the whole time. The cutscenes were freaking action packed. I loved the score. It was. It wasn't as integrated as Ocarina or Majora's, uh, but the music, I listen to like the soundtrack now <laughs> at, at work and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I loved Zant um, as like the sub villain. Great villain. Yeah. And like, you think he's going to, you're like, is Ganon actually going to work his way in to this? You know? Actually, uh, Twilight Princess uh, is the, is my kid's first Zelda game. You know, he would sit on my lap while I was playing Twilight Princess mm-hmm. and uh it, one of his first words was scary. Yes. Because <laughs> we'd, yes. we'd get to, you know, we'd go to the Twilight World, or especially when Zant would come up, and he's just so freaking. He has that, that screech. mask. He's yeah, insane. The, and he, he does this thing where he bends all the way backwards, and, uh, you know, so he's, and... so he's, like, horizontal, or he's yeah. per, uh, uh, parallel to the ground. And, right. Uh, and then he, you know, he twists his arms around, and so one of his first words was, oh, Oh, so scary. <laughs> so scary. Yeah, Zant is awesome. He's uh that I think this is one of the first Zelda games that's had like a sub villain. Like I think there are a lot of really good games that do that. A lot of my examples would be Final Fantasy, so I won't bring it up. But um 
Yeah, Xant is a really cool subvillain. I love Midna as the companion character slash her integration into like the big picture. She mm-hmm. is an amazing part of the Zelda universe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of I, one of the reasons I think Twilight Princess is such a great choice is because of that scary factor. It's so uh, dark. that Zant brings and, and that the Twilight brings. It is incredibly dark. It gets compared a lot to Majora's Mask. Uh, for but being, which one is darker? Well, so that I I don't know exactly. I'd say they're very different. Uh, they're both dark games, but but uh, Twilight Princess feels a little bit more like kind of a horror game. You mm-hmm. know, there's monsters, there's darkness, there's this you know mist that you got to fight through. These hands that jump out from the black walls and grab yep. you. Like that's really scary. Jump out little things, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean you know at at 30 years old it's <laughs> you know it's not that bad now but if you're playing that as a kid you know that's gonna jack with you oh absolutely um but versus something like majora's mask where it's not outwardly scary it's more of a sense of dread and it's right. like poetic that, dark like, yeah exactly rather than visually dark i don't yeah. know seeing that seeing that moon with the face come down closer and <laughs> yeah, closer that's pretty, is pretty up too. freaky and it starts to get angry like, <laughs> well it starts yeah. to look really angry and there is the popular theory about majora's mask of the five stages of death where it's going through grief and hate or grief and anger and denial and bargaining and i have bargaining not and all that. i have not heard of this Wait, it's how on youtube I, it's on game theory really yeah. i have mm-hmm. not how have i not heard of it's this? sweet it's a cool theory and it makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah. Dude, YouTube is the best. YouTube is isn't great. How did we survive without it? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank no you idea. to everybody in the world who uses YouTube right. You enrich oh, yeah. my life. Can I bring up a different, a new... Well, do, do you want to hear my favorite? Yes. Yeah? Well, no, I guess. Yeah, we got to go around. Oh, yeah. They're your microphones. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite, uh, and this throws everybody for a loop, it seems, when I say it, but Skyward Sword. Mm. Uh, I've played. I you want here? You ready for this, uh, old man, Jake? No spoilers. Here's a no. The ones that I've finished: uh, the Legend of Zelda, The Adventures of Link, A Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, A Link Between Worlds, and I might even be missing. Uh, Damn. Jeez, yeah. Wow. So I've played a lot. Okay. My point is just you know it, it's not that I've just played one or two titles. I know I missed a couple of the handheld ones. I'm really not too broken up about that. Oh, what did I miss? The the one that's not really a Zelda game that we were talking about? Hyrule Warriors? Hyrule Warriors. Okay, I played that, that one. You more of a party awesome. game <laughs> with a Zelda skin, huh? So anyway. have wasted a lot of time. That's a, <laughs> It's not bad time wasted. No, no. So uh, anyway. It's enlightening. Point being, I've, I, I know my way around Zelda, and it is my favorite Zelda game uh, just because it combines so many elements uh, that make other Zelda games great, and it... And it uh, again turns them up to 11 or in some cases like 18 uh and so what one of the complaints that i've heard about it a lot is there's no overworld um which is bullcrap because (laughs) they they would have to say the same thing about wind waker and it's not true the ocean is your overworld in wind waker and in this Mm -hmm. case it's the sky you're flying around you're heading to different islands and you can explore that way uh, so there is an overworld. So shut up. I just barely started <laughs> um, Skyward Sword, and already it's I love it. It's Lost wings so great. are pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna try not to spoil anything for you, Jake, because it is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, again, not getting into spoilers. Uh, the story is fantastic. Uh, another complaint, and this is one that I don't have a problem with, but that I understand a little bit more, is that there's too much dialogue. 
uh, you know, too much stuff that you have to read. And, you know, I get it. You know, you're there to play a video game. And uh, so that's one that I don't poo-poo as much. Master, mm-hmm. your batteries are nearly depleted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I actually really like the story aspect. I like the relationship that Link and Zelda have at the beginning, beginning of the game and how that carries through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the controls um, with the Wii Motion Plus. Uh, the directional controls, the, the, the motion control, I I find it so fun to play. Uh, I I can't get over it. Um, whenever I take that game out, it's uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what to say about it other than it's just a visceral good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and it's it's partly fun just because as has been said a kajillion times about the Wii and any Wii game. Uh, it's great to be able to sit down with somebody who isn't a normal gamer. You know, I can sit down with my wife and hand her the Wii remote, and it's going to take her a little while to get that little thumb joystick on her left hand, but but at least she knows that when she moves her hand this way, the sword goes that way, you know? Right. Right. So that's very nice uh, as well. Oh, I had one other thing I was going to say. Uh, oh, well, as long as we're talking about music a little while ago, this is one that was more fully uh, live recorded than any other was so a lot of the music in skyward sword that you listen to is actually an an orchestra playing it so like the uh the theme as you're winging your way through the sky that's all that's for real and not everything is you know you get down to some of the dungeons and that's obviously a midi file but uh yeah but still those midi files are well put together um yeah so it's it doesn't do as much with the music that we were talking about you know the integrated music Mm -hmm. but i find that forgivable just because everything else is so well done yeah i don't think the dialogue is a problem at all but then again i'm going to bring up final fantasy again there are tons (laughs) of dialogue in those games and i'm used to it and in metal gear solid another game of mine there's like 30 40 minute cut scenes yeah. <laughs> sometimes so nice. it's like wow. i'm used to lots of story so i like it i think it's that's a refreshing addition to that zelda game very nice um so uh let's see ryan had some more questions todd or todd you're not todd you're ken should enough. we bring up some ryan questions both uh lines. yeah in fact that was the one i wanted to bring up which speaking, one well we were speaking of the integrated music but i as far as I can remember, and I've been around for a long, long, long time. Because you're so old. Because you said, how many times did you say lo- a lot? I don't know. But a lot. Four. A lot. As far as I can recall, I mean, Zelda is really the first video game franchise to be kind of continuous. Not Maybe not every single video game, but I mean, it's... It's continuous from from. What do you mean? Are you talking about the story? The, well, the story, or the, at least the characters, and they're all recurring from from the very first game in 1986 through, you know, the one that the is going to come out on NX next year. Uh, I, I I wouldn't be too sure about that. Um, Nintendo has said a lot of the things you know and love from Zelda games are going to be gone with this one. So, but I, I, I but like your that. point is let's, taken. Let's not even talk about Linkle. But <laughs> no, Linkle's great. <sighs> yeah, shut up, man. Yeah, I know. I'm just I don't old. know what that means. You must be a sexist. The, you must hate women. I'm She's just an old cis-normative uh, homophobe. Need to check my privilege. Something. That's probably all true. I don't know. So but anyway, anyway my, my point was, though, that I, not just music that carries through, but, but for the most part, story or at least characters carry through from one game to the next. I mean, I'm sure there are a couple of exceptions, right? What? But uh, I don't know. If as an outsider, exceptions. it seems like they're fairly consistent. But let's say, so let's talk about the timeline a little bit. Uh, 
these aren't so the characters are somewhat familiar very familiar you have link you have a princess zelda uh and you have a ganon right those are your that's your core but uh but they're not set in the same place every time uh they you know you're you're going throughout a timeline and so how does the timeline work this is not something that i would profess to be an expert on uh but jake you've got the the hyrule historia open right yeah yeah so uh first first game is skyward Skyward sword Sword, right what does it list as the chronologically yeah what does it list as the last game um it's kind of a tie between four swords adventures spirit track and the adventure of link Adventures. Of, oh, the so like number the two. One ever made. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. So those are kind of the last ones at the three branches. I of never the played story. Four Swords. Did you ever play that one? Yeah, it's not. It's not an amazing game that you have to go play. It's, yeah. They use the four-person mechanic pretty well, though. With tell you, you can, one thing it does is uh, makes for a great group photo at Comic Con. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you'll see you know a group of four friends that walk around and they're different, different four color swords. Links. Yeah, colored. Yeah. Anyway, although with fun. the new uh, Triforce Heroes, they take they've taken out Purple Link, and so lots how, of people are sad. How does it go? You go from Skyward Sword to what? A Link to the Past? The Minish Cap. Okay, and then what? Four Swords. Okay, and then Ocarina of Time, and that's where it splits. That's where it splits. Okay, and then you've got like the winners and losers bracket. Yeah, basically. The heroes um, defeated and the heroes Explain triumphant. the split. So, yeah, the split, if you, you played Ocarina of Time, um, then you know that uh, there it, it's a whole time travel thing. Mm-hmm. And in one version of the story, Link defeats Ganon as an adult and then goes back in time again. You know, he, the Master Sword is here to rest. And he goes back in time and he warns everybody. Mm-hmm. And they take out Ganon before he has a chance to turn Wreak the world havoc. all dark, right? Yeah. In the other version... He doesn't go back in time. So he does defeat Ganon, but mm-hmm. the world is effed, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then they have to rebuild. And so the the world is kind of in a dark place. Uh, am I right? Yeah. Do I have that about right, Jim? Yeah. So, yeah. So let's let's go with the dark one. What's the... How, that, where do we go from there? That's the one where it becomes um, the Wind Waker, where Hyrule gets flooded and, like, the Temple of Time and stuff gets or put underwater and like yeah 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 everyone just has to kind of live on their own little this island. is the dark one so yeah okay the where it didn't go back in time okay hmm. um and then where does it go after that and then it goes to the phantom hourglass where it's just list them all and then spirit tracks oh that's it okay yeah and then what about the other version is that where we go to uh majora's, majora's mask, mask? Okay. twilight princess and then four swords adventures Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I I much prefer the uh, that timeline. The child era, mostly because it's the one I've played, I guess, um, or more so than the other one. But uh, I I love playing Twilight Princess and knowing that the skeleton who's passing on all his skills that's Link. I yeah. was gonna ask that. I knew he wasn't just some random dude. Yeah, like, that's I was the great, ask the that great this hero. Yeah, yes. watched Game the old Theory, Link. you would know. <laughs> I see, and I should have looked it up, but I figured I, you guys would know. But that's cool. I knew it had to be Link. I knew it. That's yeah. I just felt it. So much fun. Um, I got all of them. So to answer Ryan's question, Ryan's question was basically, "What's up with the timeline? Uh, are all the games unique stories, or is it kind of continuation of one long story with multiple chapters?" I would say the second one it is a continuation with multiple chapters. However, keep in mind that 
continuity is not Nintendo's number one concern with Zelda, and so don't expect it to line up perfectly or for everything to work out. Uh, from what I understand, their number one objective is, hey, we need to make a good game. Mm-hmm. And if we can fit it into this timeline and make it make some sense, then great. There's no previously on right, exactly. Zelda Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That would be. Uh, but it's cool when you know the timeline and you know you're like, oh, wow, that's this is happening in this story because of this, but you don't need to know that. It's still a yeah, cool, yeah. compelling story. It does add a little bit of a layer to uh, Skyward Sword. That I really like. Because it's the beginning of it all. Yeah, well, exactly. and speaking of Skyward Sword, then in the end, you don't actually have Ganondorf in that version. You have Demise. Don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, this no. is so like, sorry. I'm, <laughs> he's no, he's only right. 16. This is why he's teaching. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah so anyway. <laughs> so near the end of it, then... He starts speaking, and he said that he's going to curse the hero of time, which is Link, and the goddess of Hylia, which is Zelda, that they're always going to have someone to counter them, to fight them, and so they're always going to be locked in an internal battle, which eventually becomes Link and Zelda and Ganondorf and all the different timelines. Hmm. Let's so the struggle is real. The struggle is so real. Um, I cannot believe we are like 52 minutes into this. And we haven't even brought up the mythology of the Triforce. Um, um, yeah. It yeah. is, this is, yeah. this us. is my number one thing. This is why Zelda is so great, uh-huh. is the Triforce. Next yeah. time that's on one of those Legendarium things. Zelda. Uh, you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's one of the things that makes a Zelda game a Zelda game, too, yeah. and we didn't bring it up earlier. Let's, let's save it. I, I don't feel like we have the time to get into it now, so we'll do a part two sometime uh, and actually talk about the mythology of Zelda uh, and, and why I love it so much. Besides the fact that I'm awesome and it's awesome. Why the world? So it's just a good match. Why the world needs Zelda, yeah, you know, really? <laughs> You're half right. <laughs> well, I have to have Zelda because it's the game that holds my video game girlfriend, so it's oh, the only go. friend I have. Wait, what? What? <laughs> so you have a video game girlfriend? I told girlfriend? you about this. You have a video Ken, game girlfriend? That would be Malon from Lawn Lawn Ranch and Ocarina of Time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've dubbed her as my video game girlfriend, and she's mine. No one else's. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I need one. I feel oh. like this. I need one now. I feel like I might as well get one if you guys are gonna. Who's yours? Um, probably. Eris do, do, now, do we Final have Fantasy to choose VII. a secondary character? Can it be one of the Zeldas? It can be one. Does it have to be a Zelda character? No. Because oh, that's okay. why I say video okay. game characters. Hashtag Midna because. for life. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag put a ring on Midna. <laughs> <laughs> I have a ring right here. Uh, I would. I would. Um, no, mine, mine might be, um, true form. It it would be Skyward Zelda. She was fantastic. Loved her design, uh, and her character. In fact, I, oh, this, this was the other thing I was going to say about Skyward Sword. If the, if Nintendo ever decides to make a feature length, uh, Legend of Zelda movie, you know what I think they should do in order to not screw it up? Like the Mario one? You don't make it about Link. You make it about Zelda and you do a, a movie of her Skyward Sword adventure. So you no. haven't gotten too far into this, Jake, but no. uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything Sorry. for you. But there, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but okay. basically, so she gets carted off by this whirlwind and he's off to like try to catch up to her. 
And the reason that he has to catch up to her is because she's off having her own adventure. She's uh, off doing stuff and accomplishing things and, and going through temples. She's and, not just a damsel in distress. Exactly. She she's has her own companion character and everything. Uh, I think it would be a fantastic movie. Wonderful. That's uh, like parallels both of their, their journeys. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. It'd be hard to tell in two hours. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, just pull a Lord of the Rings. I think <laughs> these days I just... I think it's all about series, not movies. I think it's so much better to do 10 episodes of something to tell a story rather than trying to fit something into two hours. I'm sure that's true. I yeah, wish they would yeah. get that Zelda Netflix series up like they promised. Yeah, <laughs> think of that. A series where it's like one episode is Link's, the next one Zelda's, then it's Link's again, and it goes back and forth, and then like the final two is them coming together. and then yeah, yeah. That would be pretty cool. As long yeah. as MTV doesn't touch it, I'm Let's kickstart it. <laughs> they, have kick the, it. they already have the Zelda TV series. That was pretty great. I I've never think. even heard of that. I oh, it's surprising. Oh man, it's it was bad. awful. It was awful. <laughs> Although it did give us one of the great lines in all of TV history, which was, "Well, excuse me, princess." You get it. Oh no! <laughs> this is Steve Martin playing Zelda, playing Link. <laughs> all right, you guys, we better wrap it up. Uh, so I I do promise at some point we will do a Zelda two uh, episode uh, because we do need to talk about more stuff. Uh, if you have any requests of what we should talk about on the next episode of Zelda stuff, um, then shoot us a note. Hop on imz.com slash legendarium. Uh, join the group there and you can uh, just post a little note there and we'll respond to it. I promise. I, it is, by the way, imz is still in closed beta and so you will have to request an invitation to join. Uh, but I do have a couple hundred uh request open requests that i can let you in so i uh, unless there's a horde of you that come stampeding in i should be able to get you in just fine so put in your email address let me know that you want in and i'll get you in no problem uh all right you guys we good wrap yeah. up yeah i yeah. thought about what you asked at the beginning do What's you that? do you still want to possibly move in together or uh oh well i mean yes but you are going to share a room with my three-year-old no actually scratch that that's you're not that would be creepy (laughs) (laughs) and that's the point where we end the podcast (laughs) um but yeah i uh think regardless we should just have like triforce plates and stuff if we move in together like triforce uh dinnerware and can we your knives can be the master are we gonna register for yeah oh yeah um absolutely okay um you can you guys can support jake and craig's moving in together uh registry we want zelda furniture um, so just send us gifts. This got weird like 25 seconds ago. Yeah, All right. That's fine. Oh, We're peacing out. All right. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Uh, we are getting, Ooh, wait. Yes. We are yes. finishing up our, uh, Reckoner series for calamity. Brandon Sanders, Brandon Sanderson's, uh, calamity book three of the Reckoners. Very much looking forward to talking about that. Uh, because I have a lot to say. I won't tell you whether everything is good or bad, but I have a lot to say. Uh, So we'll see you then. Everybody have a great week, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you very much, everybody. And just remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Shut up, Zelda. (laughs) 